So India is standing up to China, not just in the SCO, but also in Africa. Africa is the second largest continent in the world. It is resource rich and it has long been ignored. In the colonial times, the West divided it. They invaded and colonized 90% of the continent. Historians call it the scramble for Africa. But in the last few decades, China has taken over. It has turned Africa into its playground, invested billions of dollars, built roads, bridges, power plants, basically entered every business in practically every country. And what did China get in return? Abundant resources and an untapped market. The West is waking up to this and India is making some moves. Tonight we want to focus on what India's game plan in Africa is. There's a clear effort to court African powers. India is working on three fronts, investments, trade and diplomacy. And we look at all of them starting with investments. New Delhi is now the second largest creditor to Africa. The first is China. In other words, after China, India is lending the most amount of money to Africa. I have some numbers. In the last 10 years, India has given $32 billion in credit to Africa. And what is this money for? Metro rails, water supply lines, power plants, and other infrastructure projects. 42 African nations have received this. In fact, out of all the loans that India extended in the last decade, Africa makes up 38%. It shows you how seriously India is pursuing this. New Delhi has opened 195 lines of credit. These are linked to specific projects. And this is three times more than India's credit lines in Asia. Let me also tell you which countries are the top recipients. South Africa, Mauritius, Mozambique, Sudan and Egypt. Indian companies are investing in these countries too, also in Ghana and Nigeria. Which brings us to trade. India's main exports to Africa are petrol and pharma products. Imports include crude oil, gold, coal, and other minerals. Bilateral trade with Africa grew by more than 9% last year. It touched almost $100 billion. The plan is to double this in the next seven years. So $200 billion by 2030. But how will India achieve this? Which brings us to our third point, diplomatic engagement. In 2015, India organized the India-Africa Forum Summit. It was called India's largest ever Africa outreach. In 2018, Prime Minister Modi addressed the Ugandan parliament. He outlined the Kampala principles, 10 principles guiding India's Africa engagement. And since then, there has been a lot of diplomatic push. In the last nine years, India opened 25 new embassies or consulates. 18 of them were in Africa. In February, New Delhi hosted the Voice of the Global South Summit. Africa was part of that. India is also pushing for the inclusion of the African Union in the G20. If you connect all these dots, you'll see this. Africa is one of India's foreign policy priorities. It helps that both sides share historic ties. And these relations are shaped by colonialism and its repercussions. Both have suffered. Both India and Africa also have a young demographic, quite a lot of potential, and a growing diaspora. Africa is home to about 3 million people of Indian origin. 1 million of them are in South Africa. So people-to-people -people ties already exist, which makes the partnership organic. But despite these convergences and India's push, it has a long way ahead, mostly because it made a late start. China saw Africa's economic potential long ago, in, and it got there first. The rest of the world, including India, is only playing catch-up. China is Africa's largest economic partner. Trade in 2021 was worth more than $250 billion. In the last decade, Beijing pledged more than $134 billion to Africa. $134 billion. That's 11 times what India has offered. China has also made early moves to tap mineral resources like lithium and bauxite. So like I said, a lot of catching up to do. 
Thankfully, the world is also realizing the pitfalls of Chinese loans. They almost took over the airport in Uganda. Projects with China end up compromising national assets. India can be a credible and reliable alternative. It should build on cultural and historical ties and stay the course on diplomacy. For starters, revive that India-Africa summit. The third edition, like we said, was held in 2015. Now is a good time to work on the next one.